The book of Ecclesiastes begins with the author. The author is going to introduce the message of the teacher. So these are the words of the author introducing the words of the teacher. The words of the teacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Meaningless, meaningless, laments the teacher. Absolutely meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What benefit do people get from all their effort, which they expand on earth? Expend on earth. A generation comes and a generation goes, but the earth remains the same through the ages. The sun rises and the sun sets. It hurries away to a place from which it rises again. The wind goes to the south and circles around to the north and round and round the wind goes on its rounds it returns. All the streams flow into the sea, but the sea is not full. And to the place where the streams flow, there will flow again. All this monotony is tiresome. No one can bear to describe it. The eye is never satisfied with seeing, nor the ear ever content with hearing. What exists now is what will be, and what has been done will be done before. There is nothing truly new on earth. Is there anything about which someone can say, look, this is new? It has already been done long ago, before our time. No one remembers the former events, nor will anyone remember the events that are yet to happen. They will not be remembered by the future generations. That's the summary. He's introducing, this is what the teacher is going to talk about for 11 chapters. Life is meaningless. You wake up, you go to work, you go home, you do your emails, you go to bed, you wake up. Every day, the same thing over and over again, and nothing really changes over and over again. And you're asking, why am I still this job? Why am I doing this thing? I just want a little bit of excitement and go on vacation. But you go on the vacation, it's the same beach you've been going to for the last 30 years. It's just over and over and over again, monotony, monotony, monotony. And then he says, everything just cycles through. Okay, eventually you grow up, you go old, you die, then children after you, and everything is the same thing. And then there's nothing new. Nothing you ever do will ever be new. Everything you've done and everything you've thought, somebody else did it before you. You'll never create anything new or original. You're not a unique, beautiful snowflake to be introduced to the world to make a cosmic change in anything because everybody's already done that before and it hasn't worked. Nothing's changed. Everything keeps going on. In the end, you die. Now we're going to go deeper into that. But that's basically the introduction to what's going on. So these are the words of the teacher. The word that is being used here over and over and over and over and over again is meaningless. It comes from the Hebrew word hevel. Hevel is way more than just meaningless. The word hevel can be translated in multiple different ways. It can be translated vanity. Some of your old, like the King James or other Bibles, have the word vanity. It can be translated fleeting, which is a good translation, vain, futile, that kind of stuff, even deceitful. This word hevel is used of idols in other places in the Bible as deceitful. However, what's interesting is that some words you can define by going to the dictionary, but other words you can only define by the way it's being used in its context. Context can shape the meaning of a word a lot. And so the best way to define this word is there's some words in Hebrew that you're just like, this is what the dictionary says, that's what it means, and it's pretty accurate. But there's other words when you're getting into philosophy that it really is truly dependent upon the context. And so the context is where we get the true understanding of hevel is what some scholars have said should be meaningless, but not meaningless in the way that we think of it as there is no meaning, but closer to the idea of some translators have used the word absurd, okay? Meaning that 
There is meaning in life. There can be value to life, but sometimes it just feels absurd. And let me go deeper into that. This word is often paired with a phrase chasing after the wind. And that is the context to defining the word. Because if you say life is meaningless in the sense that it has no meaning at all, it doesn't exist, then it would not make sense for you to give the analogy it's like chasing after the wind. Because does the wind exist? Yes. So why would I say there is no meaning in life just like wind? I would have to say there's no wind. It would be better to say there's no meaning in life like unicorns. It doesn't exist. But the author says it's like a chasing after the wind, which means that he's saying the wind does exist, but you can't what? Catch it. And that's what the author is meaning, that life is absurd. It's not saying there is no meaning to it. There is no structure. It's just it feels absurd, and you don't know what the meaning is. What he's saying is that there is meaning in life, but good luck catching it. Good luck finding it out. Good luck discovering it, just like the wind. Now, the Bible Project has a really good illustration of this when they use the word like smoke or vapor, because another way of translating this word hevel is vapor. In fact, you know this word as in hevel or abel, which means vapor. Vapor. Abel was fleeting. He was here for a few moments and his brother killed him and he fleeted away. And that's what the word Abel, Hebel, Hevel means. And so it's vapor. And so they use this idea of smoke. And they use that good illustration where uh, someone smoking a pipe can fill the room with the smoke. And there's a, and like you're looking at the clouds, and you're like, that looks like a bunny rabbit, or that looks like a whatever. And you're like, Grandpa, do a donut with a smoke pipe, okay? And he does a donut. And you see this very clear picture. And then the kid goes to grasp it, and the smoke just goes through their hands. And they can't get it. The smoke was real. There was a definition and a picture to it. But when you go to grasp it, the picture is completely lost, and the smoke goes through your hands and is no more. And that is what hevel means. Hevel has the idea where you're like, I think I know the purpose of why this is happening. I think I know the meaning of it. And, and then you think about it a lot at night, and then you realize by the time you wake up in the morning, oh, I was so far off. I'm just really confused still. And I have no idea why this is happening in my life. And, and you're trying to grasp it. But you know there's got to be meaning, because if not, then we might as well just go the route of Nietzsche and fatalism. And that's what the fatalists came to the conclusion of. So the idea is that the teacher is a skeptic, to the nobility, of, the knowability of the meaning of things, the nobility of the world. He is not a pessimist. He does not believe that everything is going to turn out bad. He's making lots of observations that that doesn't always work for everybody. But he's not a pessimist saying that there is no meaning, there is no hope, it will always work out bad. He's just saying there is no nobility. You, you cannot know it. He's a skeptic. And that's kind of more how, I, I probably why I like this book is I'm a skeptic. <laughs> I'm not a pessimist. Because pessimists don't have hope. They never think it's going to work out well. But I am a skeptic. And you need to do a lot to prove to me that this is worth it. Or that it's worth my investment. Or that you can figure it all out. 
The author says you cannot know the meaning. 